Hello and thank you for checking out the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish student-driven content to share with the world. This network empowers students to become content creators for all different types of digital mediums. For more student-ran podcasts, blogs, artwork, and content, please check out the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network at www.hvspn.com. The opinions represented within the digital content are those of the content creators. Now please enjoy the following podcast episode. Welcome to my AP Biology Thoughts podcast. My name is Helena Holly, and I'm your host for episode number 25 called Unit 8 Ecology, Endotherms and Exotherms. Today, we will be discussing the difference between endotherms and exotherms. So, you might be wondering, what exactly are endotherms and exotherms? Endotherms are organisms that use internally generated heat to maintain body temperature. They typically keep a steady body temperature regardless of their environment due to a process called homeostasis. Homeostasis, which are mechanisms like shivering and sweating, keeps an endotherm's internal temperature steady. On the other hand, exotherms are organisms that mainly depend on external heat sources in order to regulate their body temperature. Their body temperature fluctuates based on their surrounding environment's temperature. Their regulation methods include seeking sun when they need heat and shade when they need to cool down. Unlike endotherms, they are able to survive off of a range of body temperatures instead of needing to maintain a set temperature. Since exotherms use outside sources for heat, they are able to eat much less food than endotherms. Exotherms have a much lower metabolic rate than endotherms because they use a lot less internal energy to regulate their body temperature. About 50% of exotherms' food energy is used for growth and reproduction, while endotherms use most of their food energy during metabolism to maintain their body temperature. This is why endotherms require 5 to 20 times more food than exotherms of the same size. Now, you probably are wondering what organisms are endotherms and exotherms. Endotherms are what is known as warm-blooded animals. The main endothermic organisms are birds and mammals, although some fish are endothermic as well. When endotherms' heat loss exceeds heat generation, metabolism increases to make up the loss. For example, if you were out in 30 degree Fahrenheit weather with a t-shirt on, just like every endotherm, you would start shivering. That is, unless you are some kind of superhero. On the other hand, if heat generation exceeds heat loss, Regulating mechanisms will increase heat loss. So if you were in Florida during August with a winter coat on, you would start perspiring. Or if you were a very hot dog, you would start panting. Now on to exotherms. These are organisms known as cold-blooded animals. Exotherms include most fish, amphibians, reptiles, and invertebrates. When an exotherm needs to increase its body temperature, it'll seek out heat sources. For example, an alligator will bathe in the sun, or a lizard will sit on hot pavement. On the other hand, when exotherms need to cool off, they will seek out shade. For example, a lizard might go hang out under a shaded rock. 
However, some exotherms regulate their body temperature by living in environments that have fairly constant conditions. These include a lot of marine invertebrates who live in aquatic conditions that fluctuate very little, so they don't have to seek out heat or cooling sources. Their body temperature matches that of the surrounding water. So, after learning all of this about exotherms and endotherms, you might be wondering why organisms need to regulate their body temperature. Well, the simple answer is that they would die if they didn't. When cells are as cold as water's freezing point, crystals will form inside of them, which will most likely cause the cell's membrane to rupture. On the other side, when the body gets too hot or above 104 degrees Fahrenheit, enzymes and proteins in cells will most likely start to lose shape and function, also known as denature. As Khan Academy explains, the rate of chemical reactions changes with temperature, both because temperature affects the rate of collision between molecules and because enzymes that control the reactions may be temperature sensitive. Reactions are usually faster with higher temperatures up until the denature point. Every species has its own system of metabolic reactions and enzymes that function optimally in a particular temperature range. So by regulating body temperature to a certain range, organisms are able to keep their metabolic reactions running smoothly. Without body temperature regulation, organisms would not be able to survive. Thank you for listening to this episode of My AP Biology Thoughts. For more student-ran podcasts, make sure that you visit www.hvbiology.com spn.com. Shiver on!